0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Jab Journals. Uh, we're here in Canton at Five Star Boxing and Fitness. Um, I'm here with Sam Rizzo, who will be fighting March 9th at Motor City Casino. Uh, Sam, thanks for joining us today. How are you feeling?
1: No problem. I'm feeling good today. Yeah. I'm excited to be doing this.
0: Yeah, yeah. How's, uh, how's training camp been going? Are you getting ready for this big fight here in a couple of weeks?
1: Training camp's been going good. I've been training really hard every day. Uh, my coach has been, you know, watching some videos of this guy, and we're putting together a plan of what we need to do come
0: out as a winner yeah now let's before we get into the fight i kind of wanted to take a step back and 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 just look at how you got into boxing you know it's not a normal sport that everyone does no it's not um so tell kind of talk to me about that how did you how'd you get involved in the sport
1: yeah so you know we grew up in the same area and uh i think i was maybe like 10 or 12 and i was messing around with different sports soccer all that and karate and i was kind of getting bored with it and my dad was like well you know there's a boxing gym down the street, you wanna go try it out? I was like, yeah, I have never really thought about it, but let's go, let's do it, why not? You know, just being a 10 year old that doesn't really have much thought about anything. I was like, yeah, let's go do it. And I had my first day there and I just, I just fell in love with it. And
0: I never stopped doing it and and that's that's it here we are today yeah right? here we are today yeah so you know talk to me about like your amateur experience now I know you, you started fighting pretty pretty soon as soon as you got in the gym kind of right when was your first fight
1: you know I actually think that my first fight was not until maybe like two years after I started because oh, okay. yeah my mom was always real strict and she didn't want me fighting and all that right. and finally I was like come on you know I've been doing all this training I want. You know, I'm in the gym sparring. I want to go do a fight, and she finally let me do it. And that was the, that was the Detroit Junior Olympics. Mm-hmm. It was my first fight down there in Southwest Detroit, and I won it. And uh, and then we just kept going from there.
0: Yeah, and now you know you're training now in in, in Canton with uh, with Greg, right? How did you get in Canton? How did you meet him?
1: So we actually kind of found him on accident. I had you know, been moving around. I had jobs everywhere and school everywhere, and I was trying to find. A trainer that was closer to me because you know I was paying for all my own gas and everything and so as a teenager I needed something that was a little bit more convenient and I was go- just googling boxing trainers in the area and Greg came up but I was a little hesitant on it because it was it was a title boxing mm-hmm. website and I was like oh this is kind of fitness thing I don't really know if this is gonna be what I'm looking for because I'm looking to really do like actual boxing not a fitness class and I was talking to my parents about it, and they're like, well, just go try it out. It was their idea. I wasn't even going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then they convinced me to do it, and I did the class, and then we got to talking. And he's like, yeah, you know, I, I train fighters, too. And I was like, okay, cool, where at? And he was like, in Canton. And at the time, I was living in Plymouth, and I was like, well, that's perfect. It's got to be meant to be. And I started training with Greg, and it's been, I think it's been almost 10 years now I've been with him.
0: Yeah. Now, did you know anything about Greg's prior history with boxing, or was it just, just Googled him and, and took a shot? I just
1: Googled him. They had the little bio on him on the title website that he was, you know, a light heavyweight champ. He's done this. He fought at Kronk. And I was like, well, let's try it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously he knows what he, what he's doing. He's guided your career pretty well, you know, as in uh, the beginning of your career. Now, uh, you know, you turned pro uh, in 22, right, 2022? 2021.
1: We okay. actually turned professional in late 2019 and we had a couple fights that we were scheduled to do at the end of 2019 that both got canceled Mm -hmm. and then my actual debut then was supposed to be March 20th of 2020 and I think everything shut down on the 16th so that that put us out and then I had my debut September 10th of 2021.
0: Now if I if I remember right you know you've been pretty active since you started you know you had the fight in 21, but you've had three fights in 22, three fights in 23, now it's your first fight in 24. How important do you think that is, like, in your beginning of your career to be this active and be constantly fighting and staying in the gym?
1: I think being active is important because, you know, it keeps you in shape, keeps your head right, you know, you don't get rusty and all that. We were even supposed to have a couple more fights last year, but they were getting canceled. And I think the problem with if you starting out is if you're fighting too you know going too long in between you kind of get out of the kind of get out of the motion of the training of camp the out of the rhythm you know you get a little lazier you start putting on weight just because you're not boxing hard like you used to and so i think when you're fighting more frequently and gaining that uh all that experience faster and it
0: just kind of it's just more repetitive you know it's, right. it instills it in you now, you know, just just for like the the casual fans and the and the non fans even, you know, you say you got a lot of fights canceled, right? How hard is that to be in the middle of a training camp? You know, you you get your mind ready, you get your body ready, and then you find out that the fight's canceled. How how what what goes through your mind when that happens?
1: I'm not gonna lie, it's 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 pretty frustrating because you know this is not a sport that you can be, you know, one foot in one foot out. So when you're in training camp, you're totally dedicated. You're missing out on maybe once-in-a-lifetime events you know yeah. you're missing out on holidays you're missing out on weddings whatever it is you're not doing it because you're training and then you give up all that time in your life that you can't get back and then the fight gets canceled and it's like you know it makes you think like, what, what did I even do that for but then you know try and feel better about you like well you know it's just more time to prepare I'll right. be better off for the next one
0: now with 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 your trainer, Greg, who's been, you know, experienced in the professional game, has has he kind of helped guide you through those times? Because I'm sure that's happened to him or something similar that's happened to him where fights fell out. You know, does that help you with someone with that kind of experience?
1: Yeah, it helps because, you know, he knows what it feels like he's been through it. So he can kind of help, you know, talk me through and, you know, versus someone who's, you know, it's very easy for someone to say who hasn't boxed, who hasn't, you know, sacrificed their life for a fight. And giving up everything for it, training for it, and have it not go through it would be very easy for someone who hasn't done it just to say something like, "Oh, you know, it's too bad." On to the next one, but mm-hmm. they don't understand, you know, how it really feels. So, Greg, you know, with that having happened to him, he's he's able to, you know, just tell me, "Hey, you know, this is what it is," mm-hmm. it's, you know, it just maybe it wasn't meant to be, but yada yada.
0: Yeah, it's just like, you know, it's gotta be hard to have your blinders on and focus on a date. And then it gets ripped away from you, but it sounds like you got a good team behind you It helps you stay focused and gets you ready for the next one. And they've been doing a good job of scheduling more fights. Like I said, you haven't had a long layoff really um, throughout your whole professional career since you started, so that's obviously good for you, good for the team. Um, you know, kind of take me through. You know, we were talking beforehand before we started filming. Uh, you know, you're an electrician by trade, yeah. IBW Local 58, no, right? Local 58. Take Detroit. me through a regular day of uh, of, of of training and a train in training camp for you.
1: Yeah, so. My regular day will start from when I get up. I usually get up around 3.45, 4 o'clock in the morning. I wake up, you know, get dressed, drink some water. I'm out doing my road work. Mm-hmm. I got to do it so early because, like you said, I am in the trade, so I you know, I have a full-time job, and we usually start early. So I go out, I do my running, I jump rope, you know, I do some calisthenics, stretch out a little bit, eat some breakfast, then I'm off to work. Then,
0: And how uh, long is, like, a normal shift, like, throughout throughout your week?
1: Depends on the job. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's eight-hour days. Sometimes it's 12-hour days. Right. Right now I'm doing 10-hour days. And so I'm working from 6.30 to 4.30. As soon as the job's done, I'm in the car on my way to the gym. And then I'm here training for a couple hours, two, three hours, depending on the session. And in that session, you know, we – you know every workout starts the same with our warm-up and then you know we'll go over you know like a strategy plan technique conditioning I have my other coach coach Mike Dover I do my strength and conditioning with him when mm-hmm.
0: we're done doing all of our boxing training with Greg so so it's safe to say your life is, is dedicated to boxing when, when you <coughs> have a fight that's your only goal that's your only focus that's it there's no time for anything else it's right. just working boxing sleeping Would you have it any other way
1: You know I think about that a lot when I'm in training you know like is this is this worth it you know this is it's very tough to do it's like my days never end it's it's go 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 from time I wake up to the time I go to bed but then when I am in these times between my fights where I'm taking a little time off or you know I have an injury or something and I just feel very bored when I'm not boxing so to me it's, it's what I love to do. Hmm. Even with working as much as I do, as hard as it is, I would I wouldn't have it any other way.
0: Now, when you when you get in the ring on fight night, you know, does it kind of all come back to like, man, this is this is why I trained. This is why I did all this to be in front of all these people and show them what I can do. Does that at the end of the day make it worth it?
1: Yeah, that does definitely helps make it worth it. It's a crazy feeling. I don't know. Only the people who have done it will know what it feels like when you're out there. You got those bright lights on you everybody's watching you it's like you're under a microscope and everybody's screaming and yelling you can feel the energy in the air and even the fights that i've lost it still is just it's a very accomplishing feeling to know that you put in all the training for Mm -hmm. it you went out there and you did it right not a lot of people can say they've done that
0: yeah now you you touched on a little bit uh before uh in training with greg you're about going over um, your strategy and kind of how you plan on, on uh, uh, you know, attacking this fighter and that fighter. How 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 much time do you think you dedicate to actually planning the fight and, and, and the strategy side of things? So I let my coaches handle that. Mm-hmm. I trust them.
1: I trust their experience. Everything they've done in the past hasn't let us down. The only times that their strategy hasn't worked is when, you know, me being young, haven't listened to them hard-headed hard-headed whatever so i know my coaches have spent a lot of time in the gym and out of the gym studying this guy putting together a plan and as long as i can do what they tell me to do and stick to the plan it should be a good night
0: now um you know uh, we mentioned you've had you've had a very you know active career um you're five and one um, that one, though, was just you just had a redemption fight, your last fight, you know, beating uh, Akeem Jackson by six-round decision. Um, take me through that first fight and what was different between the first fight and the second fight. Yeah. So, not to correct you, but
1: I'm actually six and one. Oh, my bad. Yeah. That sixth fight was the <laughs> redemption fight. My bad. Um, basically, I mean, we didn't really ch- have to change a whole lot for the fight other than just cleaning things up. Because mm-hmm. the first fight went very well. Um, Besides a few mess ups, I, I basically dominated that whole first fight. Mm-hmm. We had a few things we needed to clean up, and we did that. And then, I don't know if you saw my last fight, but the first round, you know, I was a little flustered, and I, I didn't do what we had planned to do. I didn't mm-hmm. clean it up. And then that's when I got knocked down that first round. And so I had to get back up, focus, right. stick to the plan, and it was a pretty easy night now was dominated the rest of the fight
0: yeah now was there anything that when you went back to your corner that greg told you like hey like you know that you know slap around a little bit maybe say something that just helped you helped you focus and be like okay yeah that's why we're here we gotta take it back you know i gotta listen to greg more
1: um not really i mean me and greg have a pretty straightforward way of being a, a coach and a boxer um He can tell me a lot without even saying it. I just Mm -hmm. see it in his face, in his eyes. He's very theatrical with his faces. And uh, I basically know exactly what he's saying without him even saying any words. And Mm -hmm. I just say, okay, all right.
0: Now, you mentioned you got knocked down that first round, Um, you know, what was going through your mind when you got knocked down? Was it a flash knockdown? Were you, were you hurt? I mean, no. I, saw, I saw a clip of it, but I couldn't really see your eyes. You know what I mean? You can really tell a lot by Boxer's eyes. How did you feel when you went
1: It was down? just a flash knockdown. We had worked because he was very, very tall, solid, mm-hmm. paw. and we had worked on not stepping to the right and opening up because it put me right in line for his uh, his right hand, and, or his left hand, and um, and I did that, and I was just kind of off balance cause I was square to him, and it – just, I mean, I stood right back up. Didn't hurt me at all. But mm. in my head, I was like, "Not again." Right. I was like, "Are you serious?" And I was like, "All right, time to tighten up, get back to the plan, and take this fight on."
0: Right. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. The the, the what you've done already. Uh, the first the first fight was a four round <laughs> fight, right? This the the second fight was a six round <laughs> fight. Do you think that kind of uh, kind of helped you like get over that knockdown? Like, okay, I got two more rounds to kind of yeah. make up for it. And
1: yeah, and, so that helped in that aspect and also just our conditioning at mm-hmm. the four round fight I was ready to go at that after the fourth round he was he was dead tired and I know if we had had another couple rounds I probably could have finished that fight
0: Yeah. Okay. So now now leading up to the fight March 9th um you're taking a taking a step up. You guys got uh, 17 fights? Yes. Um you've been watching tape on what what do you think? What what does he bring to the table that other opponents have? not
1: I think he just he brings to the table he's got more experience he's been around he's been in big fights you know he's got 17 fights I got seven so there's probably not a whole lot that I can show him that he hasn't seen Mm. so I need to just make sure that you know like I said earlier my coach are putting a plan together been watching him and I gotta make sure I'm sticking to that plan you know can't get distracted can't get lazy and as long as I stick to that plan that my coaches are making, it should be a good night.
0: Yeah. Now, um, in preparing for this fight, knowing that it's a step up fight, knowing that this you know, this could lead to bigger fights, you know, do you do you have that switch that you turn on a little extra or do you kinda take it as this is just another fight, you know, time to go do the same thing I've always done?
1: You know, it's a little bit of both <clears throat> because I try to keep it like you said, it's just another fight so that it's it's I'm relaxed, I'm not getting stressed out, I'm not getting tense. But at the same time I do know that this is a step up fight, like you said, and this can lead to bigger and better fights. So I need to make sure that I'm not leaving, you know, any stone unturned. Mm-hmm. You know, in the past when I had a fight and I was like, you know, I'm gonna beat this guy, you know, maybe on a morning where I was real tired or real sore, I might skip a run. Mm-hmm. But for this one I know that Every single day, all day long, I have to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing.
0: Right. Now, this guy, he's he's he's, he's known for, you know, going the distance, being, you know, a bruiser, coming at you. Um, does that – do you think that plays well into your style or does that play against your style?
1: Our style changes on every opponent we fight. We train for each guy we're fighting. And like I said, my coaches are putting a plan together. Mm-hmm. They know what needs to be done. I know what needs to be done. And like I said, if I stick to that – should be a good night.
0: All right. You seem you seem full of confidence, which is good to see in a fighter, like right before a fight. Um, you know, has that just come from from your training and from knowing that you're working hard and, and everything like that, or is that just something you've always had?
1: Uh well, I mean you've known me since I was a kid. Mm. It, you might say it's something I've always had. I've always been kinda smart mouth, you know, smart at all that stuff. Um but no, all the training we do, all the working I do helps give me confidence. You know, I train very hard, I work very hard. So I tell myself, you know, a lot of these guys that I'm boxing with are not doing physical labor all day long, Then right. boxing at night. So when I take that little break before the fight, I have a few days off work, my body's rested, I'm recovered. And if I can do all that work during my training and then still box at the end of the night, it's very easy for me to to think that, well, I will have no problem boxing now, I haven't been working, right. and I'm resting.
0: Now, you know, since you touched on that, I was kind of curious about that. How how long do you take off of your full time job uh, before you before you get, step into the ring for a fight?
1: Depends on the like uh, like I was saying earlier. It depends on the job I'm on. If it's an easier job, you know, two or three days. If it's a harder job I'm on, maybe a week. Yeah. You know, because this is this is the trade. So we're tearing our bodies up right. every day, and so it just really just depends. Yeah. Now. But at least three days usually.
0: Yeah. Now, without looking t- too forward, you know, obviously this, like you said, the, the biggest step up in your career, um, what what does this fight lead you to? What do you think is, is, is next? Without, you know, without overlooking the guy, I'm not trying to get you to do that, but...
1: Oh, yeah, you never you know, do that.
0: Yeah, but just, like, after this fight, what's, what's next for Sam Rizzo?
1: After this fight, I think that maybe uh, I'll be noticed a little bit more. You know, they're going to say, okay, Sam with seven fights, you know, just beat this guy who... He's been fighting on Showtime fights, fought on TV. You know, he's fought a lot of big names or undefeated fighters. And say, okay, Sam can handle that. Now let's step him up to a bigger fight, better competition, TV fights. And you just keep moving up. You gotta keep progressing.
0: Before we we send off this episode, I gotta ask, what's your prediction for the fight?
1: Prediction for the fight is I see us winning. Hmm. I have total trust and confidence in my coach, in my team and their plan. And I'm going to stick to that, and we're going to come out winning.
0: All right. Well, you heard it here, guys. Uh, that does it for this episode of Jab Journals. Watch out for Sam Rizzo March 9th at Motor City Casino. Be sure to tune in. We'll see you on the next one.